Welcome back, America. This is the Yucky Podcast, and it is Jake Squared. So where we're going to discuss with local royalty the ups and downs, successes and failures, values and hardships with guests from different walks of life. Today, we have the honor to talk to Andy Morrow, a hardworking, big-bearded patriot with a military filter that I hope you can handle. But most of all, he is our brother. Welcome to the show, Andy. And I'm Morrow. What's going on, boys? How are we doing? Living the dream. Whose dream? Somebody's dream. Is it a dream? Or is it a nightmare? Well, all dreams can be nightmares. But nightmares can't be dreams. Says who? Nightmares. They like, told you that? Yeah. What's up, Andy? Hey, how we doing? Get it, because he sounds like me. So I pretended like that was him. He actually kind of does. You he might does. have to, like, Andy speaking. Hi, guys. <laughs> I just talk a little bit higher. I think that's what it is. Is that it? Maybe. Does he pronunciate better? I definitely pronunciate worse. Because I pronunciate, like, horrible. It's real bad. My enunciation's not bad. You took the P out of it. Exactly. Hmm. Happens. That's the world we live in today. <laughs> Boom. Taking the P, Taking out, the of P it. out of it. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show. You're our first guest. First ever. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. It's very exciting. It's nice to be here. Oh. So should we just jump into it and like ask questions? We're like learning how to do this whole guest thing, huh? Well, I guess we can just start casting the pod is what we I like just I it. just want to cast it. Well, well, I think there's a lot to learn about Andi. There, so, there's and a ton. This could go for hours on end and that's probably why we're going to make andy a weekly guest bi-weekly guest whenever he shows up kind of guest i'll say you know where we live i know where both of you live yes it's come through frightening <laughs> yeah start bro uh okay well let's start like something basic i get before we really like jump into it so andy obviously you've been my brother since you were born um <laughs> that is how it works you know a little bit longer than jake brown i don't want to say I'm, I'm better than him but you know i take that victory right there uh so you've been around since the beginning of yucky um so now that you're on the yucky podcast what do you think of when you hear us talk about yucky a lot of things, uh, not even just from where it started, you know, with you guys actually just yelling yucky for no reason, no reason. to be honest. Yeah. But There was plenty uh, of reason. You just didn't understand. I didn't understand the reason. It's kind of like Fight Club. You got to be in, JB, in to understand. JB, hit him with a yucky. <laughs> yucky! Exactly. Now See, and now that's why I, I had no idea why, but now I understand. But whenever I hear yucky, I don't just think of, you know, you guys yelling it. I think of, like, honestly, family. I think of you guys as, like, a brotherhood. I actually think of... You two individually. Dang, Family dang. could be pretty yucky. <sighs> yeah. If you think about it. Sometimes. Oh, where, no. That's, where that's, that's actually, that? I don't know. I lost myself. Okay. That's actually a good answer. Uh, that's a really good. I, I didn't think he was going to say something so serious. That was really good. Yeah. That's, that's not the normal and I, no. uh, as you'll find out later in the podcast, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to go off on different tangents, but no, that's a, that's really good. It is brotherhood, mm -hmm. family. Uh, all bringing of all things. of us together. Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot. Andy was, how many years younger are you than us? I am two and two. a half. Yeah. Two and a half. So we kind of not necessarily hung out with the same crew, but we're all about the same age going through things where he, it wasn't like he was too young to not hang out with us. Oh, gotcha. So like he was always, different generations. yeah, he was always around. So he got to he see the brotherhood that we went through, mm -hmm. uh, the friendships, relationships that we went through. Well, and, and we bothered uh, him all the time. I, so he didn't really get an option. Yeah, bothered him or followed him on dates. That was like four times. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was a lot of fun for us. Not so much that? for him. Unfortunately, I remember that, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then you just sat outside the house with like your foot kicked up on the car on the hood. Oh, yeah, he looked good, though. He did. It was about the power stance. It was like stance. straight out of a movie. Straight power stance. That's my little brother. Were, was he in the Brett? 
No. Uh, or was I think it was a Saturn. The Saturn? white one? Was it the white one? The white Saturn. The white Saturn. And then we were following him. I think it was in your Honda, it. right? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Honda. I don't yeah. remember what I had for breakfast. Uh, but then we followed him, and then we had to keep a safe distance, so he didn't see us. Yeah. We were stealthy back then. Comical. You thought you were stealthy back then. You, you had did no know. idea. If that's what you want to believe. Come on, tell okay. the truth right now. Lay it on, lay it on the table. Tell yes, the truth. I knew. You knew? <laughs> yes. You liar. For how long? Not, toward, not until the end. Okay, good. See, so you didn't know. We pulled up on you in, like, outside the house, so you knew at the end because we told you. The, one of the funniest times I've had with Andy, you were sitting at the light-headed eastbound at Scottsdale Road and Thunderbird, and I was headed westbound on Scottsdale Road and Thunderbird, and he had his windows down jamming out to music, and I drove by and just screamed at the top of my lungs. <laughs> High and pitch though. He, oh, high, high pitch, hundred percent. <laughs> and he flinched <laughs> so bad. Do you remember this? I kind of remember that. <laughs> I can already hear it. You flinched so bad, and then you text me, "You son of a bitch." I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Here's a little glimpse into Andy growing up with uh, one older brother, and he didn't even know he had a second one. Yeah, yeah the annoyance of two brothers. Wow, we always had some good times, though. <laughs> very true. Always. Even though you didn't like it very much, he's, you still had fun. I didn't know that I liked it until later on in life. See? You don't know what you got until it's gone. later in life? Because we're not really gone. We're still here. Don't know what you got until it's, it's gone. Here. Here. Um, okay. Well, I guess let's just continue this podcast before we get too carried away. Go for um, it. Question number two. Was that kind of like a game show right there? I feel like I'm in Shrek. Are you, you know an how onion? he goes and picks the mirrors? Oh. No. Everybody oh. likes a parfait. Everybody likes parfait. Um, okay. Number three, Malou. <laughs> number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. This is going to be a fun podcast. I already know. Um, okay, so outside looking in, what would you, as a listener and hopefully a recurring guest on our show, uh, what would you like to see out of this podcast? Like, what direction would you like to see it go in? Well... I already know that this podcast is mainly revolving around business. And I think that that's definitely a good area that, you know, that that's probably one of the biggest reasons as to why I listen to it. Not because, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, a family podcast in itself. I would like to know a lot about the business aspect, maybe some things that I'm missing. You know, it's always good to kind of hear a, a different view about things. Obviously, you guys own a lot of, you know, different businesses. You guys have a different aspect of life and you have different views about things that I've never even seen before. It's always nice to kind of get that outside look on things and maybe be able to learn a lot more of something that I didn't even know that I needed to learn just from the beginning. So this is why I love Andi, because... Spot on. He's spot on for one, but not only do we have all this going on, we can learn so much more from Andy. If you guys remember episode number one where we talk about Andy being the most full-time lazy person we know, but probably the most smartest person we know, like secretly smart, uh, this is where it comes from. Because mm-hmm. Andy's just an absolute genius where he digs into everyone's like self-life and what they do to better themselves just to better himself. Uh, and he's so smart when he does all this. So I can see him like just diving into what we do on a day-to-day basis and putting that back into his life. Well, it's not just with us. I think he does it with everyone. He, when everyone's like, oh, don't be the smartest guy in the room. He's the guy that's always sitting in the corner watching and listening Silently. and learning. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to be the loud, obnoxious guy. 
Which is really good, because let me tell you, we don't like those people. I don't know. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> we know. We're not disagreeing <laughs> with that at all. Full-time lazy person. We, uh, Remember, we talked about this. Already. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this. We understand. But again, we talked about how smart he is, and this is just everything. You've gone through a lot of different things through school, and we'll get down uh, into it a little bit later, but gone through a lot of different like career paths, job paths, um, and have really an interesting life, and you're excelling at what you're doing now. Uh, something that I don't think you even thought you would ever be in, uh, but it's something you're excelling in. And I think it, you took a little bit from each experience in life and kind of rolled it all together as one to make it where you are now. So as for the podcast, I think he's spot on again on where we want to take it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, exact I think we're, we're lining up a little bit of, you know, serious podcast business talks, a little bit of comedy, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just going from there, I think he's right on the money. And that's exactly what we want to do with guests, right? We want to bring in people who have different walks of life, but somebody who can offer insight into the masses rather than, you know, holding knowledge and, and not really getting to explain what they've done, the trials, the tribulations, the successes, the goods, the bads. You know, it's just the things that nobody really gets to see. Somebody looks at a business owner and says, holy shit, you must be rich. You own a business. And in fact, that is like the exact opposite. Obviously, if you become successful, you work your ass off for it and produce, um, you know, whatever your industry is in. But, you know, there's just that stigma of if you own a business, you have to be loaded and you probably don't work very hard and you pay, uh, you know, other people a small amount of money to do all of your job. So and that's what this is, especially with guests, is to show different walks of life. And with Andy, he has so much freaking laziness knowledge that it's going to it's going to really benefit everybody. Ninja. Ninja knowledge. But again, but again, you're lazy ninja knowledge, lazy well, ninja, but you're right on the money. You listen to most podcasts today and it's the entrepreneur podcast of, you know, you got to wake up at 4am. If you're sleeping longer than three hours a night, you're already failed. Early mm-hmm. bird gets the worm. Well, worms mm-hmm. taste like shit. So <laughs> personally, I don't want any worms. I want a chicken fried steak chicken, and eggs. Yeah. If I would sleep three hours a night for that too. Wow. But again, you listen to a lot of these entrepreneur podcasts and they don't necessarily tell you the failures that they've gone through um as starting out entrepreneurs obviously we've been in this for a few years we've run a couple different businesses we've have a a few others that we want to start but there's a lot of things that we haven't gone through yet and again there's going to be a lot of guests on this podcast and they're not all going to be business owners Mm -mm. um some of them are going to be you know top at what they do as in management or running or helping somebody else start a business a lot of business owners nowadays, they have the money to open a business, but don't have the knowledge to run the business. And that's where a lot of guys like Andy come in and say, Hey, I'm going to take over. This is how we're going to do it. This is how you're going to run it. You know, just keep the bank full and I'll handle the rest. So, and I think that's kind of the position Andy's in, or at least um, from what I understand, and we'll dive into what you do later on, but you really help the business that you're currently in grow to different aspects of life and grow to different levels. See? Kind See no? See no? See? See no. See no. Okay. That's yes no. Question number three, Jake Morrow. What do you got? Question number three. Uh, When you were growing up, okay, I I I really like doing that voice. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with both of you. It's really (laughs) enjoyable for me. I don't know why. Um, So when you were growing up, what did you see yourself doing as a career? I can tell you this right now. I did not see myself doing anything that I've actually done. Um, I don't think any of us have. No. And, I mean, I know that a lot of people, even, you know, when they're 40s, 50s, even 60s, they, they never 
saw themselves doing exactly what it is that they're doing now. Even, even as retired, they never saw themselves doing anything that they did throughout their life. When I was really young, I probably never once saw myself actually doing anything. And a lot of people, when they're young, they probably always see themselves, you know, having one thing in, in life that they want to do. I never saw that. You didn't have, like, one set career. You're, I'm going to be a pilot when I'm older or nope. a, a Fortnite professional. Nope. <laughs> I don't, the Fortnite wasn't around back then. No. Okay, what was around? G, GTA? Uh, what was that? What was your go-to PS2? video game? <laughs> whatever, whatever it was, there was never anything. I mean, everybody always, you know, when you're, when you're really, really young, like, I want to be a cowboy, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be this, I want to be that. There was never anything that, you know, I wanted to do. I feel like when I was really young, I just took it day by day. I just wanted to, you know, sit around. I just wanted to not really do anything. And then finally, life just kind of hits you. And then you kind of wake up one day and you realize, like, I have to be an adult. <laughs> and that's... You don't have to be. It's just frowned upon if, if you don't you, grow up. True, but <laughs> when, when life kind of hits you and you realize, like, if I don't start doing adult things, then I'm going to be behind the curve. And now I'm kind of screwed. And that's, so, that's kind of what hit me. Talk us, talk us through some of the job paths that you've had. So I know I've, I wrote a couple down from Harkins. You were, you know, grew pretty high in Harkins with management and everything. Mm -hmm. Was that one of your first jobs? It was. Okay. And, so then, and then you went on to, I think you, after that, you went to EMT school. So uh, starting from the beginning. So yeah, I worked at Harkins Theaters. It's obviously just a movie or a theater company here in Arizona. That's where it started out. I started off basic that you can go team member. I worked my way up to uh, being assistant manager for a theater uh, here in Arizona. Worked up there. I got there about, it took me a few years, nothing too crazy. And then uh, while I was doing that, I got a second job at One Stop Nutrition, which is also here. Um, I was a sales rep over there as well. I did that for about six months at the time that I was also uh, an assistant manager there. At the time, my goal was to try to just make some more money. Um, at the same time that I was assistant manager at Harkins, I was going to uh, school to become an EMT. So I did about a year and a half, maybe two years at uh, Paradise Valley Community College to get my EMT cert uh, to do the national registry exam to become an EMT. Um, uh, around the time that I uh, finished all the schooling, to do the uh, National Registry exam, uh, something flipped in my head, and I just kind of realized this isn't exactly what I want to do anymore, and so I joined the Army. And I realized that that is what I want to do. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I mean, it wasn't, I say it's a switch, but it was kind of more of a, over, over a, a, a six-month period. Something hit me, and it was like, is this actually what I want to do? And I, I don't know if that's kind of how it's been my whole life. It was, you know, what do I want to do? What What is it that I want to do? So within those six months while I was going to school, working two jobs, it was difficult. And finally, I realized, yes, this is what I want to do. So I joined the Army. So we have a, a handful of family members that have served, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, was it more of an impulse? I mean, obviously you said six months, so it's not much of an impulse. But was any of our family members, did they push you in that direction? Um, no. No, none of them pushed me in that direction. I think the only thing that uh, happened afterwards was when I started to talk to certain family members. Mm. Um, none of them talked to me beforehand about, you know, hey, you should join the Army. Hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. The only time that uh, we had ever talked 
about it afterwards was when I had first mentioned it to them. Hey, I had thought about, you know, joining the military. Oh, hey, have you talked to, you know, so-and-so? Have you talked to this and that person? Oh, yeah, I, to- I should totally do that. Spoke with Uncle Randy about that. Oh, hey, it's not a bad idea. We kind of spoke with it, you know, spoke with each other a little bit back and forth. Not a bad idea, this and that. We kind of went back and forth for a couple months. But that was it. I mean, he never said, yes, you should absolutely join. Go go to this spot, you know, sign up, do this right now. Go for it. No. So without getting too much into depth, tell us a little bit about Uncle Randy. Because mm-hmm. I think he has accolades that are just chapter books long of what he's done. Yeah. Within the military or within life. So, and- <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I personally don't even know all the specifics. He has over 20 years uh, within the United States Army. Um, he has... Uh, contract work overseas, uh, still currently over there now. So he was in the United States Army for a very long time. At the time that I joined, he was, I don't know if he was still in or if he was, if he just got, I think he just got I think he had out. just retired. Yeah, I think he just retired yeah. at that point in time. So um, he uh, didn't necessarily uh, sway me to definitely join the Army. He was just kind of a... Uh, um, a set of ears that, you know, I could talk to and he would listen and he would definitely understand where I was coming from and he would just be on my side about it as opposed to, oh, don't do that or yes, do that. It was just, I understand, you know. Which I, is awesome because, I mean, 20 plus years of experience, it was good that it makes me feel better that he didn't try to push you yes mm-hmm. or no, right? So with the Army before you actually enlisted, what was one of the biggest, like, selling features or what, what was the main reason you actually wanted to join? Was it the pull-up contest? 100% yeah. Yeah. You know, when they come around in high school and they're exactly. like, how many pull-ups can you do? Four. I can do four. Well, one. you're above average. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> you can hang on the bar for five seconds. Sign right here. Sign Welcome to the United States Army. <laughs> Welcome, soldier. It's almost the average Joes. <laughs> uh, the, number one, the number one selling point was, I mean, there wasn't a selling point. I wanted, I wanted to do it for me. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it for anybody else. I wanted, I wanted to do it for me. You know, no, nobody was going around saying, you know, oh, well, you should do it for this person. Or, you know, if you do this, you're going to be more of a man, you know. No, I, w- I wanted to do it for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. So did the other jobs leading up to it, the, the obviously everything kind of rolls into one, but the Harkins, the EMT school, uh, the one stop. one stop, everything you went through, did any of that help you out within the military life, the, the day-to-day aspect of things? No. Nothing? Not, not even a little bit. I mean, military life, I mean, people will always talk about, you know, everybody has their, their views of military, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything is going to be different. Nobody's going to have the exact same experience of military life. But in my experience, nothing that I had done prior to helped me at all within the military. I mean, it was a, it was a shit show. It was completely different from anything that I had done before. You know, I mean, it, you know, working at a movie theater. I dealt with people going crazy because their fucking popcorn was not filled high enough. You know, some dumb shit like <laughs> that. That, that was butter. probably me. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and, and at one stop, people got mad because their pre-workout didn't fucking hit them hard enough. You know? Also some, probably me. Right? <laughs> like, sure, I dealt with dumb shit. But this is a completely different scale of dumb shit mm-hmm. that, you know, we had to deal with a lot in there. And it's just the, that... It's that's just it. It's a completely different scale. It's something that you like don't ever have the 
ability to deal with in 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 the real world i guess you could say so going off of that what has the military done for you in today's world what has it prepared you for what has it changed in your life in order to excel or succeed today you know it's really funny because it taught me two different things and it's it's kind of funny because it's on two different um completely different scales it taught me how to be extremely lazy You knew that before going in. No, trust me. It taught me how to be extremely lazy. Mm. It also taught me how to flip a switch and how when the time comes and and that time will come, it taught me how to get off of your fucking ass and do what needs to be done. From zero to 100. Within an instant. It taught me that it's okay to be lazy at certain times and it is not okay to be lazy at certain times. So within the army, there's always that saying, hurry up and wait, right? Is, is that where it showed you there's time to be lazy? Because uh, uh, I've heard stories from you where it's literally like, all right, hurry, 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 hurry. And then you're going to wait for four hours yeah, before the plane leaves. That, that's just that's just an absolute shit show. I mean, especially in like, you know, basic training when, you know, we have to do this. There's this place called 30th AG where it's just like a, you know, it's like a 10-day period where you go um, for doing, you know, on uh, in processing before you go to your basic training unit. And that is just all hurry up and wait. So it's all paperwork, you know, getting your gear, doing everything that you need to do to in process into the army before you go to your basic training unit. That is all hurry up and wait. Because that's where they try to teach you, like, you need to do this right now, right here, hurry up, you know. But it's all just waiting in line and it's all just getting your gear. But that's hurry up and wait, you know. And there there is a lot of hurry up and wait throughout the army, like for sure. But that is not where I learned, you know, that that switch a lot of different times where I had to learn that switch whether it was in basic training whether it was at my actual unit whether it was on deployment you know many different times I had to learn that switch and it was multiple times over and over again every single day I just constantly had to learn that switch so I was looking up a couple quotes and sayings from the army to kind of bring up in the talks today then I ran across something that I think Jake and I not being part of the military, uh, but we were kind of raised in that sense. You know, your dad raised you guys extremely strict. Um, You know, this is the way it's done. This is how it goes. My dad the same way. But I came across this, and you can tell me, hey, that's not true at all, or that's right on the money. But I came across uh, the Army values. There's seven seven Army values. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? Do you know them? (sighs) Fucking... Come on, on the spot. What do you got? On the spot? I don't remember. None? Not even one. Dude, dude. Not even it one. It was something that you had to learn in basic training. Oh, so years. But the fact so it was early on. It, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, obviously, they drill into you, you know, throughout basic training. and it's But it's never something that you are, are instilled throughout the rest of your Not getting a tattooed career. on your body. No. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them do. But I think a lot of this... Uh, <laughs> you're probably not wrong. ...resonates back to us, Jake, and I think you're going to be uh, surprised as well. So it's loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal, personal courage. courage. So you did know one. All, honestly, all you had to do is say the first one, and then it just kind of came back to came me. Came back, and it's just <laughs> nothing but nightmares after that. Literally, <laughs> flashbacks. <laughs> me just waiting in line at the chow hall, and I had to just scream all seven of them at the same time. It's like, oh, oh, oh. you're so, sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah. So, and a lot of this just isn't military. It's you know everyday life. I mean, I think all of us have some sort of loyalty within our lives, whether it's 
business, whether it's family, whether it's friends, we all have to, we're all loyal to something. Mm-hmm. Um, duty to fulfill your obligations, uh, respect, respecting everyone around you, not knowing, you know, what's going on, uh, whatever they do to you, you got to show respect first. Um, and I'm sure you have something to say for that, but, uh, selfless service, honor, there's a fly in here. <laughs> you guys leave the door open. It's not my fault. I, I'm over here like dancing because this fly keeps landing on me. Uh, honor, integrity, uh, personal courage. I think those are huge in everybody's lives. And you could really dive into each one of those words. Um, do any of those resonate with you today? As in helps you out with your day-to-day life, your day-to-day business, all, would, everything you got going on? I would say absolutely. I mean, I feel like in all honesty... Probably all seven of them, I would say, resonate with most people, whether they want to believe it or not. I feel like if you truly believe that you want to be a good person, most of those will resonate within you, even without you thinking about it. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a good person, you're going to have, you're going to try to respect the person that's next to you. And you're going to realize that if that person next to you wants to be a good person, they're going to try to respect you as well. You're going to respect that they probably you know, have integrity towards you. And then you need to have integrity towards them. It, it, everything goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the biggest thing. And then trust is obviously a huge thing, especially if you are on deployment and everything. You got to know that guy to your side's got your back no matter what's going on. Yeah. And trust is always huge. Mm-hmm. You're moving around a lot again. I'm comfortable. I'm sitting here talking. All right. I'm just saying. You continue. Question number four. Question number four. And I, during your experience, actually, what do you do for a living nowadays? Let the people know. So now, uh, since getting out of the Army, I work for a freight brokerage company. We're a 3PL company. And we uh, haul, well, we assist in hauling freight all across the United States, parts of Canada. We do uh, drayage, OTR, like that. Well, so what's your role in the company? Like I, what, what do you actually do on a day-to-day basis? I'm a project sales manager. So when I started out, I uh, came on as a tracker. Um, pretty much all I did was uh, I would track loads uh, for the brokers. And um, the brokers were obviously the ones that would, um, uh, they would get uh, the loads from the, the sales representatives, right? So then they would, the brokers are the ones that find the carriers and the carriers are the ones that pick up the freight for the customers. After that, I moved to being the broker myself. So now I would be the one that would find carriers for OTR, for over the road. Uh, Now I'm a sales representative. So now I'm the one that goes out and finds customers to try to essentially sell our product. Our product is being a broker. I now uh, find customers and I uh, pair them up with carriers essentially. What, what's the what's the hardest part about doing the sales portion of it? Because obviously, like, door-to-door salesmen, I, I could never, ever, ever do that job. Is that something similar to that? See, the fact of the matter is I am more, I, I see myself as more of a door-to-door salesman, which is funny because the hardest part to me is sitting behind a desk and making calls. I do not see myself as a salesman. I've never seen myself as a salesman before. I can't just sit behind a desk and just make calls. And that's the hardest part for me, which is why I struggle to do this job sometimes because I'm, I'm just expected to just, you know, sit around and just make a bunch of calls, right? And that's hard for me. I'm more of a go to a warehouse, go to a facility, go to a company and talk to them. Let me sit down 
face to face. Give me five minutes of your time and let me talk to you. Right. That's that's more of the person than I am. But and this industry just doesn't give you that opportunity. Uh, no, there's definitely, you know, opportunity for that. We are we are a smaller company. So it, it's 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 a little bit harder because, you know, when I when I first got into this company, I was the fourth person onto this company. Now we have 10. Right. So we're definitely a small company. Mm hmm. We do business all across the U.S., parts of Canada, like I was saying. But the fact of the matter is that getting the facilities to have, you know, somebody that actually does door-to-door, so to speak, going to actual facilities is hard because now you have one less person on the, on the calls making 60, 80, 100 calls a day when you have one person going around, going door-to-door, seeing five to eight facilities when you could be making 100 calls. So, so it's definitely hard. hard to justify that. Which, which is, I mean, we understand how trying to grow a small business is very taxing on everyone. Absolutely. Um, but within a small business, obviously, everyone can see growth, mm-hmm. right? Do you see any sort of growth for yourself within this business? Like, where would you like to see yourself grow to a position? That is a good question. Uh, reason being is because since I have started at this company, um, obviously, I have grown from uh, being a tracker to a broker to now a sales representative, right? A project sales manager, pretty much. And that being said, this is a smaller company and it's grown exponentially over the past, you know, two and a half years since it started, really. So there's definitely room for growth for the company itself and even within the company. As long as, a com- as, long as any company continues to grow, there's always going to be room to grow with the company. Mm. Any person that's been in there from the beginning and continues to show that they are worth anything for the company should get a piece of the pie at the end, so to speak. Yeah. You know? So as long as you continue to show that you are worth it, there should always be room to grow. Room to grow. So a lot of people are very different where a lot of people are, hey, I want that guaranteed paycheck. I'm going to work for someone, you know, my entire life or I want to be extremely dumb and go start my own business and not, not know what's going to be coming in the paycheck for the following week. Do you have dreams of being your own business owner? Do you have, you know, or would you rather, I, it sounds bad work for the man, but would you rather work that nine to five? And continue this path or would you rather own your own business or kind of where's your mindset at with that? I think my dream is to own my own business. Now, is that going to be in logistics? Not sure. Don't think so. Now, here is the end game for us. that I see myself doing. This, I I see myself owning my own business. What is that going to be? Strip club. Strip club. Hopefully... I see myself owning my own business in the end game where essentially I don't have to do much more. I mean, this is going to be 20, 30 years down the line. I'm, I'm hopefully going to own a business to where now at this point I just manage the people. I don't manage the companies. Mm-hmm. I just make sure that everybody is doing their job so the money continues to flow. That is the end game that should potentially be almost everybody's end game, right? Now, getting there. That is obviously the hard part. Everybody always has that struggle of how they're going to get there. I'm just still working on that path. All right. That's, I mean, that's spot on. Again, it's good knowledge. Again, that's why we wanted to talk to him, right? We got to pick his brain. He's got a big ass head like you, but there's, there's knowledge in there. there. I do got a big ass head. Wisdom. Mine's just empty. Yours actually has something in there. <laughs> 
I have bits and pieces. I'm just still trying to figure out how to piece them together. That's See, right. Again, life put that is, on a t-shirt. Life is a puzzle. And uh, I'm just missing a lot of pieces. a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing some corners. Uh, okay, well, since we have a little bit of insider knowledge with you, considering we've known you forever, um, you kind of have a similar situation with me and Jake. Obviously, me and Jake have been friends for a very long time. Uh, we work together, and now we are partial owners in a business together. Um, you and Nico... Right, so Nico is a guy from our high school. I think he was the year in between us, right? So he's not our year, Correct. he's not your year, he's Correct. in between us. Um, and I know even between me and him, we've never really hung out uh, during school. I know, Jake, you knew him from football, right? I knew him from football, but it wasn't like a, a hangout basis. Uh, always liked the kid, uh, just never got to know him well enough. I think we always used to play sand volleyball. Yeah, after high school, right? <laughs> he he always put greatest volleyball time together. Oh, we had a freaking blast. Nico hasn't put that together. But outside of that, I knew who he was. He was on the team. We just he was on defense, I was on offense and just didn't Never talk interacted. as much. And then he also has a brother that's our age. Mm-hmm. Um uh, no, George and Chris are older. Are they? They're year older than us. Yeah, our age. Um <laughs> so so the whole family was at the school, so of yeah. course we knew of them. And so after high school, obviously, Jake said we got together, we played volleyball, we kind of made a better, uh, better connection. And then over the years, uh, me and Nico grew pretty close. And then obviously, you would always come out with us, drink beer, hang out, and then you got to meet him. Mm-hmm. What is it like working? Is he your boss, technically? Technically. Technically. So he doesn't like to use that term. I know. He hates it. Freaking Nico needs to step up to the plate. <laughs> um, so what is it like working for a friend because obviously now over the years you guys have really become friends right and then working with him has probably developed that even better but what is it like working for a friend without getting fired yeah right it, well, yeah, don't, I'll delete don't this if it gets any any worse nico i know where you live so i will tell you what it's like working for nico working for nico is fantastic nico is possibly one of the smartest dudes i've ever met uh, he his knowledge just with anything that he puts his mind to is amazing, right? So this guy essentially started the company, right? When the president of the actual company that we work for uh, had the idea to start the brokerage, um, he sat Nico down. It was pretty much like, hey, I want to I want to start this up. I want you to you know front it, and I want you to start it. Pretty much, I want I want you to be the headliner for it, and I want you to just put your head in the books and just figure it out and do it. And Nico pretty much had to figure it out from the very beginning. It's like, I am unsure of what exactly I need to do, but I'm going to figure it out. And Nico figured it out. And just to be clear, Nico doesn't own the business, right? He just works in it. Correct. Especially when he started it, he was just an employee. Correct. So with, I mean, obviously maybe we should have Nico on here because he is, a, you're right, he's a very smart dude and he really, um, you know, without owning a business, he built it from the ground up, Correct. which is huge. But is there in any way that, you know, working together, does that friendship impede that at all? Do you think I'm, that you take advantage or he takes advantage of no. you? No. And this is why. It all depends on your friend. The reason why I chose to say that, the reason why I chose to talk about uh, working with Nico opposed to working with a friend is because it all depends on your friendship. Everybody has friends. Everybody has good friends. Everybody has their bad friends. Everybody does. Okay. When you have bad friends that you work with, those are the friends that you don't really want to refer to your boss to, you know, try to get them hired on because, you know, they're not really going to do a good job, (laughs) but you'd like to hang out with them because they can drink a lot of beer. 
right? Hell yeah. But is that. that how you pick your friends? Yeah, duh. Absolutely. Okay. Welcome to the army, bro. I guess so. <laughs> but you also have those good friends who you know that you can trust. And when you work with them, especially even in the same room at the same time every single day, that at the end of the day, even if something goes wrong, they're not going to fault you for it. And even if all else fails, even even if you know one of you gets fired or something, something happens, it, you guys are not going to not talk to each other. You won't lose you, that. Friendship you're not going to lose that friendship the friend- just because of something happens. Yeah. So something that Jake mentioned the other, I think it was last podcast, is uh, us working together. And you know we're both stubborn, or he's really stubborn. I'm not so sure. much. But one thing that we talked about was you know yeah we get in arguments. We're both hard headed. Uh, but at the end of the day, the friendship is more important than the business. You know, we Absolutely. want this friendship is going to last, last forever. Do you guys have that same concept? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen, I've seen that from Nico. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the first time I truly met Nico, to be honest. I mean, I went to high school with, with him. I went to high school with, you know, all you guys. And I don't actually remember meeting Nico for the first time. I do remember when I started coming out with you and, you know, we started drinking and Nico was there and, you know, met him again for the second time, whatever you want to say, started drinking, having a good time. And then, you know, just every single time we went out, we'd start talking more and more and more. And finally he just called me with a job offer, you know, and after that came in, started, you know, working together. He just kind of ran me through the job and we just kind of Saw each other every single day. Friendship grew as the company grew. And I never thought that, you know, I was going to have a friendship that would grow with, you know, a company growing. And every time I'd come into work, our friendship would continue to grow. But now it's to a point to where even if something were to happen, I know that I wouldn't lose that friendship. Which is huge. And I know that, you know, once you started working from him, I definitely stopped getting the phone calls, the text messages, go out and get <laughs> drinks. Uh, oh, yeah, Someone's me and your brother went out. I'm so mm-hmm. mad. I've been waiting for this bit. topic to come up. You son of a bitch, Nico. I'm coming for you. <laughs> That's why I'm and here. All of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, yeah, me and your brother went out last week. And I said, oh, great. You mean the text that I used to get that now I don't get anymore? You son of <laughs> a Now you know gun. how I feel. Listen here, guy. Don't you don't go out anymore. and drink. Okay, if me you, and Nico had, we were the we were the drinking people. We'd go out we and hang out. We were the peanut butter and the jelly. The peanut butter. That, if that you was called me, and you. me, I don't be Nico. Uh, no. Sorry, Nico. You, I like you, but if you called me before like seven o'clock, I'd probably. Go we don't ahead. go out till nine. That's you're asleep. Then don't call me. That's why I don't call you. Okay, then we're good. Then stop bitching about it. You should call me at like six a.m. when oh, I'm up. Fuck no, I'm sleeping. No, let's get back to Nico. Nico replacing me with my brother. That's why he wants me and Nico on the podcast. Same yeah, time. Oh, so now that I have both of you here, yeah. Now we're gonna arm wrestle. Who gets the first text? I'm kind of upset we don't do any more sand volleyball. Yeah, that's true. Not I think that we're I'm all like old type of lazy shape and fat play, now, but yeah. Do not invite me. To <laughs> <laughs> My knees will give out in a second. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so I think you kind of touched on something that I, I just want to kind of come back to. You said that because of your guys' friendship, no matter what happens in business, like that friendship will always be there. Correct. What if Nico got up? and walked away would you follow him or would you stay i would not follow him no and i already know for a fact that nico would understand good and that is why our friendship is the way that it is if nico were to get up and walk away today and expected me to walk away with him it would not be the friendship that it is maybe a lot of people might think differently on that and maybe he you know maybe they might think that that's not a real friendship, whatever it is, that is a real friendship to me. 
if I were to get up and walk away and expect somebody to walk away with me, I would not see that as a real friendship. Oh yeah, that that that's honestly, actually that's real the deep best answer because yeah, because we've talked about this before mm-hmm. in different lives. Um, <laughs> but if Jake were to up and leave, I'm like, do I support him? Do I go with him? Do I follow? And I think same way, it's just like, do I support them? Do I go with them? And it's always been that kind of talk of, you know, if I, if I stay, am I supporting? Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's real. It's just like, no, I've got my life to live. You got yours. I support anything you do. You know, if you end up having to leave and go somewhere else, I'm going to support you through that mm-hmm. business. And, you know, but this is where I'm at right now. And I got to, I got to follow through with this. You can support somebody, but that doesn't mean that you have to make the exact same decision that they are making that those two should not coincide with each other. Because that's, that's not what makes friendship. No. Right? Friendships, friends are the ones that give you the hardest time possible. Yeah. They're the first ones to rag on you, the first ones to make fun of you, Jake Brown, you dickhead. But they're also the first ones that are going to pick you up off the ground if you fall. Right? And that's something that's hard to find nowadays. Uh, uh, truthfully, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go meet a random stranger off the streets and try to build a friendship with them. Like, that's just not... It's so hard to do nowadays, and it's so hard to find that person that's actually worried about you making the best decision for yourself while they're going to make the best decision for their themselves. Well, and it's again, it's something we talked about the other day. It's, hey, I'm having a problem. All right, where do we got to go? Yeah. Who do we got to get? Or, hey, let's go for the ride. We're going for a ride. We're going to just drive. Uh, and it takes a true friend to do that. There's not a lot of people that are just going to drop absolutely everything. Yeah, I know for all of us, we've all called each other at some point in time, like, hey, I need this now. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, minutes later, we're at the door saying, all right, what's up? Yep. What do we got? And that's the biggest thing, showing up. Sh- showing up's huge because there's, there's everyone that's, hey, I'm your friend. Hey, I'm your best friend until you call. Mm-hmm. And, and until then you it's actually like, need yeah, them to yeah, do something. It's like, so-and-so's not available. <laughs> Please leave a message. <laughs> and there will, there will absolutely message. be times where you can drop everything and, you know, go, go find that friend. And you can actually see who is your friend. But when you drop a career... When, when you drop, you're not just, it's not just you that you're dropping. Now, now you're dropping the people that, that you're supporting. If you were to drop, if, if Jake, if you leave and, and Bye. you, right, let's just say you leave and now you're expected to drop everything. W- what happens now? Everything that, you know, you have in your life now is also expected to pick up, pick up and carry on with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and, and you would be okay with that? Hell no. Wait, I mean, if he's doing it for me, hell yeah, do it for me. <laughs> What's up, babe? Yeah, let's go. We're Let's riding. do this. No, absolutely this not. Right? No, but some people, not. some people truly expect that, and I just don't. I just don't understand that. And I feel like my friends would always understand that. That got that, that is not. You've got a life to live. Exactly. And there are always times where you can you can drop everything and go, go you know go see those friends go go be with the friends and you know there are always exceptions to dropping everything, but. Dropping those kind of th- kinds of things, it's just, it's not, that, that, that's not feasible. That, that's not like a, what, what a friendship should be based off of. I mean, he's freaking killing it. We definitely that's, have to have him back on. This is, that's, this is crazy. That's deep. God, Calm down, Gandhi. It's getting emotional now. <laughs> Gandhi. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I might maybe just have one more question for him. And yeah, then that I've, way we, he doesn't get sick I'm, of us just yet. Well, I'm just inspired right now. I can sit here and listen to Andi talk all day. It's because yeah. I'm drinking. And, so. and again, let's, <laughs> let's bring up why, because I think you keep switching back and forth between Andy and Andi. How did Andi come up? You oh. I randomly said, well, I think it was because of your wife. My wife. So her name is, is Kendi, Kendi, but her 
Dad's name is Ken. Mom's name's Diane. So I'm like, you've been called the wrong name your whole life. It's Ken Die. <laughs> yeah, literally. How is it spelled? That's yeah. exactly how we say it. Ken Die. And yep. then uh, for Andy, it just came up as Andi. Yeah, you and just I yelled think, it one time yeah. and it stuck. And it, yeah, and that's that's your name now. So I sorry, Andi, but that's what it is. I don't even remember how it started. Or I think Jake just yelled it one time, and then we both were like, oh shit, that's gonna that's stick. A, yeah. yeah, that's sticking. I yell a lot of random things that just yeah, like stick, yucky, like yucky, and and I uh, and. <laughs> A bunch of other just ran. I think I might have Tourette's. You should probably get checked out. I wouldn't doubt it, actually. Do you get anything for it? Like a medal? Can I identify as having Tourette's? Yes. Because you could identify great. for a lot of things nowadays. Wait, we're not, we're not taking that. Just so we, do we want to get into that? No, we're not. Did you know we don't have enough time for that. We've already in schools now for the furries. Oh, God, we're not talking about this. We're going to talk about this on a different thing. Maybe we'll have them on for a different uh, segment later in the week. All right. I'm excited to hear what the segment is. Oh, you're going to find it on the next episode. Wait, I still have one more question. Go. Oh, yeah. Question number, what are we on, five? 18. Five. Question number five. And I, Mauro, during your recent experience at work, has there been one thing that's been most valuable that you've taken away and implemented in your life? That is a good question. Thanks. Um, I've been practicing the voice. I can, <laughs> I can tell. One thing that has been most valuable. So I think that from anyone, it could be from the owner, it could be from Nico, it could be from the guys that work side by side from you. Literally, just one thing that you've it taken could away be from your daily phone calls with Jake Squared. Yeah. That hasn't started yet. Continue. Bars. I think it hasn't been fairly recent, but I do think one thing has stood out to me, and surprisingly enough, it kind of goes back to Nico. One thing that he helped teach me fairly recent was to kind of I knew this a little bit but he kind of helps um, help help me learn it a little bit better was to separate um, work and personal life a little bit more now I felt like I've always done a, a decent job at separating work and personal life uh, working in logistics, I mean, I would get calls sometimes at you know seven eight nine pm about you know whatever it is. Anything that has to do with you know, logistics. Sometimes we'd have deliveries at 11 o'clock at night. Sometimes we'd have deliveries at 5 in the morning, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes it would be the worst calls that you could even imagine, right? Sometimes drivers would have layovers of multiple days of weeks, whatever whatever the case may be. Um, and one, one day he kind of just sat me down while we were at lunch and really just had a talk with me. He's like, you, you, you do a very good job at this, Andy, but... I think that this might be something that you might need to look into a little bit more. You know, Nico does a very good job at it. And even so, he still feels like he needs to improve on it. And the whole thing to take away from this is that it's not even just separating uh, work and personal life, but it's more of the fact of learning that there's always a chance to improve on something that you think other people are actually uh, ha- have mastered, so to speak. I-, I went through most of my life, or I guess most of my career at my job currently, thinking that, you know, Nico has separated work and social life, you know, perfectly. Just to come to find out that, you know, he's still trying to improve on that, really. So no matter what, I'm still trying to improve on things always. And even when people who I think have mastered something, I realize that they're still continuously trying to improve on things. 
That that's freaking huge. Shout out Nico for uh, teaching my little brother that because we still focus on our balance every single day. I, I mean, we are some days we're super slammed to where we don't have time to sit down and do a podcast or sit down and even like communicate. And there's other days where it is a little bit slower to where you have to take advantage of stuff like that. Hence us doing podcasts towards the end of our workday. And right? it even relates to something outside of business is one thing, Andy, you you're in a long-term relationship right now. It that is correct. It goes into shout out Olivia. Shout out Ooh. Olivia. We throwing names out there. It's getting real. Um, So it even goes past that as, you know, you get so caught up during your day. You're sitting there working. Next thing you know, you look down at your phone and it's three, four, five o'clock. And you haven't reached out saying good morning or, hey, I love you. Or, hey, mm-hmm. how's your day going? And mm-hmm. I think I try to make a point in that every day to text Kendi. Hey, how's your day going? Do you need anything? Can I bring any home anything? What's going on? Anything I can help with? And I always make a point to do that during the day because you just never know. She's just as busy, if not busier than I am seven days a week. Yeah. So, and you just don't know what they're going through either. I know Olivia has a pretty stressful job as well. It can get extremely stressful. Oh yeah. And I don't know about her, but I know Kendi kind of builds it all up and then lets it all out. Typical all at one woman. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> typical. If you but, remember Kendi, he said that Jake Brown, but with that being said, I always want to make sure that I'm the first one reaching out and saying, Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what can I help with? Mm-hmm. And not her having to let me know that there's something wrong. Yeah. So it, it, it goes both ways of, you That's know, true. not that just balance. wrapped up in work, mm-hmm. but making sure you're still building on that relationship. And again, like you said, balancing work and life is extremely difficult. Amazon days, we used to be answering the phone until 10, 11, 12 at night, it seemed like. 5 a.m. in the morning. Seven days a week. Sunday, doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're at, you're answering the phone. Uh, So the the work-life balance, at the end of the day, there isn't much, um, but it's being able to control it. It's being able to be there for the people that are closest to you. Uh, It's just that effort. Don't give up on finding a balance. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that we're ever going to truly find that balance. There's no balance. Now, I don't think that that should ever sway people from stopping to try to find that, you mm-hmm. know, peak, to try to find that balance because every day you should be improving, not just on finding a balance, but you should be improving on every single thing that you do to include finding that balance. Well, if you've lost sight on improving anything in life, then you've lost sight on life, Correct. right? So even if you're, you know, the greatest at your job, you have multi millions of dollars, you're still going to strive to do more. That's yes. just a stepping stone into your next step of life, your mm-hmm. next path. So if you're saying that, you know, you're satisfied, you're settled, you're good at where you're at, what's left? And as soon as you stop, somebody's going to surpass you. There you Instantly. go. That's the and then thing. you're going to regret it. Exactly. Because you're not the best. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. We're the best. Watch out, Joe Rogan. We're the best. Boy. To the uh, moon. DJ Khaled. Was that that was? I don't remember. Oh. It was like sixth grade. <laughs> We the best. Yeah, Ooh, it, that's it, him right it there. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, you got the Khaled beard, so I get it. Oh God, don't ever insult my boy. brother like that. The bearded again. bandit. The bearded bandit. The bearded bandit. The bearded patriot. That's what was in the. The bearded patriot. That's what it was. AKA three inch menace. <laughs> the silent that's assassin. Inch and a half going in, inch and a half coming up. There math, math, my dudes, <laughs> math. Well, and I, we, I think you had. Way too much insight today. You are that's huge. That's extremely good. knowledgeable. Yeah, you're looking at your watch. That's 51 minutes. It's 51, yeah. So um, you gave us a lot of insight on personal life. 
Um, Hopefully it adds value to not just us, but whoever listens. I know it's added a ton of value for me. If things I didn't even think of, I was Mm -hmm. super quiet in this podcast just because I'm like, Wow, I didn't even think of that. Right? It's it, where the it, hell did that come? That's from? why we wanted him. And to then be on I here. think still on the shocked of how smart Andy is. <laughs> I, th- I still think I'm shocked. I'm surprised he made it here. I'm like, is he going to go home and play video games tonight? <laughs> Probably. Until yeah. people meet me in person, they're like, this dumb motherfucker. This the dude. I think. I think there's a clone, a smarter clone, a smarter one. He's wow. he's here today. What's up? What's up, guys? Well, but I need, I'm just the better looking clone. Okay. Um, Dude, we go out all the time, and we made it into a drinking game. A side note, sorry. I know we're going to end this here quickly. but That's okay. I can go all day. Do you think me and Andy look alike? 122%. All right. That means no. That means no. That means no. We literally, at Nico, shout out Nico again, at his wedding, we made it into a drinking game. For every person that told us that we look alike or we look like twins, we had to finish our drink. You yep. white? You oh, we got Affleck. hammered. Oh, you white? We Ben Affleck. Well, we were Ben Affleck that <laughs> oh, night. Oh, you guys honestly you. look identical. I mean, and it. Is it I just because we're white yeah. and have beards? I think it's the beard. Uh, it's, I think it might honestly be a hundred percent. I told him about this. I don't know if I told you, but when I went, oh, what was it? I think, um, uh, dad and I came in one day and I, oh, yeah. Shop. <laughs> yeah. no, no. So, uh, uh, dad and I came into one of, one of the shops. I don't remember what we were doing. And I walked in and somebody was like, Oh, Hey Jake, didn't know you were coming in today. And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm not Jake. And they're like, Oh, 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 who, who are you? I was like, oh, well, don't worry about it. You should somebody have been like, you're fired. No, no. Somebody else. <laughs> Two minutes later, somebody else is like, oh, Jake, I didn't know you were coming in today. And eventually, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming in today. Whatever. Three people asked me. They're like, Jake, you, you're in today? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in today. Fucking leave me alone. Uh, you're you're the <laughs> identical buff version of Jake Morrow. I wish. I'll, I'll take I accept that. Well, that was also like six months ago back when I was buff. So I guess, yeah, I'll take it. Well, we've got another business to start for that one. Oh, God. Oh, wink, wink. We won't get into that one today. But... I think we've had a good time. Yeah, I that think, was it. Uh, there's Agreed. a ton of knowledge coming through here. I think we're going to do another podcast here shortly um, and talk about some more things a little bit more uncensored, hopefully, and uh, get Jake Morrow very uneasy. And <laughs> I'm already starting to sweat. Nervous. It's because the AC is at 73. 72. God, get over it, okay? It's not that warm in here. Uh, again, thank you so much, for, and after coming on, Jake Brown, this is going to be it, right? We're going to end it. Yep. Thank you, boys, Thanks for, for listening. Me. Seriously. Thanks so much.